ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Promise and Shanice are first cousins who recently graduated from college. All they wanted to do was enjoy their life, find a good man to settle down with, and have a family of their own. Shanice has found true love in Reggie to make her life complete and Promise stumbles across one that will have her second guessing if love is really for her. Hurricane is a man who doesn't respect women due to the hurt he dealt with in the past. That is, until he meets Promise, who demands respect from him and won't back down from his beastly ways like everyone else. However, she sees through the facade he puts on, and just as she's about to break down those walls, someone comes in and makes him turn back into that beast that she learned to tame. Can Promise continue loving a man like Hurricane once she finds out the truth of why he came to town? Their love-hate relationship will have you laughing, crying, and trying to figure out if they should stay together. Past enemies may be gone, but new ones can surface at any time and take your most prized possession. Reggie finds that out a little too late and is put in a a position to handle the person he thinks is involved with hurting someone close to him. Will he be able to avenge what happened or is it too late? Find out if being caught up loving a beast is worth it with these couples or is it better to leave well enough alone? Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile's Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile, and Tina J. Tina J. What can I say? I I hated this book. There's no other way to put it. And she has potential... And this is an old, let me start by saying this, because her work could have gotten better. This book, Caught Up Loving a Beast, came out in 2016. So this work is almost six years old. Um, So she could have possibly grown in writing her other books. But this book right here, this book is awful. And it's a three-part series, but we not making it past the first book and Tina J if you ever hear this just know I mean no disrespect to you I just did not enjoy this book at all um the first thing that I have a problem with is the story doesn't flow it's very choppy it's like we were right here now we just bam we're here like there's no description there's no detail there's nothing and then like some of the conversations make no sense and it was very hard to read so I'm hope I might like read a a newer book and see you know if that changed because 
this story was recommended to me. So I was like, okay, cool. Cause I didn't, well, I'm going to do that anyway. Cause they're some of my favorite authors, but I didn't want to keep reviewing the same author. I want to give other people a chance as well. Cause there are so many books out there to read, but I just, I'm sorry. This let's get into the book. I'm because, like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but this book is just not it. So we start with her name is Promise, and right off the bat, the first thing that turned me off was Promise and her cousin Shanice. They're drop dead gorgeous. They're light skinned They have pretty eyes. They have long, pretty hair. It's just like. Do we not know another description for women? And I'm not trying to pander to anybody or anything like that. But a lot of the urban fiction novels, the woman is light-skinned with long, pretty hair, with this coke-shaped body. And it's just like, y'all y'all don't know no other type of women, like, at all? Like, come on now. Like... And I'm not just putting this off on Tina J, so let's get that straight. But it's just like, when y'all are writing these books, y'all don't know no fat people, y'all don't know no dark-skinned people that is not the light-skinned chick's best friend of the book. It's like, these people can't have short hair or, like, hair to just touch their shoulders. They not made up every day. Like, can we get a little bit of what's real? I know it's urban fiction. I know, like, they messing with these drug dealers, so they got to be made up all the time, or they just drop dead gorgeous. But it's like, can you just add just a little bit of normalcy in these books? Like, please. But anyway, so yeah, so that's the first thing. I'm just like, okay, ew, gross. But promising her, because I was going to call the girl her sister, they recently just graduated college and they're going out to celebrate. And um it's first of all, this is weird. So um Shanice has a boyfriend named Reggie. You know, they've been together for a while. They just love each other. They have the perfect relationship, or so people would think. Um, there's a guy named Tommy who promised used to go with or used to have a relationship with but it just wasn't for her and now he has another girlfriend who is pregnant but he always seems to be up on her like wrapping his arms around her and saying like sexual things but you know like Lori's a cool chick she don't really pay him and what he's doing too much attention and promise doesn't want him and because the girls are kind of cool this is okay and I'm just like make it make sense to me like how does that make sense like nigga I don't care how cool I am and nonchalant I am you're not gonna be like having your arms wrapped around another woman's waist in my face like that's ain't no amount of cool ain't no amount of cool whatsoever but anyway when um they get to the club for some reason it goes from her describing the clothes that they have on and how she has a job and she's saving up to get a house to her immediately bumping into this guy and she said you know excuse you and his immediate response is then you need to watch where the fuck you going I'm a big ass nigga and I know your stuck up ass saw me 
how do two people accidentally bumping into each other? How is this their first interaction and this is how they talk to each other? And promise, how are you? Okay, oh, my bad. I forgot to say that with them being light skinned, beautiful, and you know, everything right with the world. They didn't grow up in the ghetto. They grew up around the street from the ghetto, but they snuck over, you know, to hang with the ghetto people, but they are not a part of the ghetto. And with you not being a part of the ghetto or the projects, you still like to act hood at the wrong time. And her saying that, like, I'm not ghetto, I'm not like that, but I like to pretend to be, what? Like, her, this is not ATL, like, and you are not Lauren London, what are you talking about? And I'm, and then, okay, so she tells him, you know, if I saw you, I wouldn't have bumped into you. And so I'm like, okay, right, you right, true. And um, then, you know, saying as far as stuck up, like, you don't even know me. And this makes him, like, back her up into a corner and is yelling at her, saying, you know, who the fuck you think you talking to? I'm like, what? In what universe does this happen? Like, this makes no sense. And even with that, he has her pinned up against the wall. Because, you know, they're doing this back and forth of arguing really over fucking nothing. And um, he tells her, you may be a bad bitch, but I will slice your fucking throat if you say one more thing. Like, excuse me? And then I'm like, then he calling her a bitch. And all that type of shit. And she's like, bitch, every woman I meet is a bitch, hoe, and gold digger in my eyes. Unless she can show me differently, that will never change. And it's it's like, nigga, do you need a therapist? Like, who asked you that? Nobody cares. And so uh, then some guy comes and pulls him away. And, you know, basically that's the end of that. So, oh, okay. Let me say what she says verbatim. I may not be hood, but I love acting like I was. I guess my ass wrote a check that I couldn't cash. It's exactly. Because why would you pretend to be hood? Why would you go around niggas acting like you about that life and you really not? Niggas is always going to want to try to pull your card and call your blood. Man, I ain't. I ain't. Hell no. That don't make no fucking sense. So anyway, with Reggie and Shanice, you know, perfect couple love each other Reggie swears that you know he loves the ground that Shanice walks on and long story short he had a baby that he's been hiding from her the baby mama keeps threatening to tell her but you know he goes over to see her to keep her quiet then one night he gets a phone call from the the hospital saying that you know child protective services is coming and unless he doesn't get down there they're gonna take his daughter you know because she was burned by a candle that the baby mother left burning in her room which makes no fucking sense because she claimed to not have batteries to um, replace the nightlight in the daughter's room so she lights a candle and leaves it next to the crib um And so, but my thing is, it's like, how do you go? Anyway, 
Shanice goes to work or like she's doing something where she's at that same hospital and sees him at the hospital and um she gets some information find out why he's there and goes into the room of the hospital room and the baby mama is sitting on his lap and she says something and he does and I'm trying to understand I'm like why is she sitting in your lap like why haven't you moved her and even when you hear the door open even if you did think it was the nurse why did you not move her off your lap but when he realizes that it's Shanice's like oh I'm in shock I don't you know I don't know what to say like whoop-de-whoop whatever so of course she leaves him because it's like nigga you have a two-year-old that you've been hiding from me like what the fuck and so he explains that technically when they first started talking they were not dating they were just talking I guess and he wasn't having sex with her yet so he was having sex with the baby mama because they were having sex like before he met her and all that type of stuff so I think what the baby is one yeah they've only been together for two years the baby is one and a half so it's like technically I didn't cheat on you so you know you can't be mad about that and it's like nigga yes I can because even if the baby like even if we weren't together it's still the fact that you like you hid a child I was gonna say hell you hid a child from me like make that make sense like why are you hiding this child if you didn't think that you was doing something wrong or the fact that you slept with her like right when we were talking if you didn't feel like that was wrong like make it make sense it doesn't and um so you know she leaves she fucks up the house grabs a bat like destroys everything and she's done with him for a while she uh goes to promises house and she hides out because she's like i just don't want to talk to anybody and lo and behold she's pregnant herself excuse me so then promises thing is reggie hooks her up with an interview for this club where she can be the financial advisor and hurricane the guy who she got into it in the club with he is the owner now there's nothing wrong with this but it's just like every other sentence from him is him yelling so she's being intimidated or then you know like she's talking back like i'm not gonna take your shit da, 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 da. but it's weird like how i said it's chopped up it, it makes it so hard to read but once i start a book i have to finish it just to know how it ends so you know they do a lot of back and forth and they what I don't get, okay, because here's the thing, like, when they start working together, there's some flirting going on, and it goes from them saying that they can never be together, like, they can never do anything with each other, to her literally popping up at his house, and them having sex, and then saying, like, it can never happen again, and then at work, you know, everything is cool, they act like it never happened, to bam uh he's out eating with someone and then she she walks in the door with someone else and he gets jealous 
and gets up and tells her to leave. And it's like, why? Nothing makes sense. It does not make sense. And it's driving me fucking crazy trying to have to explain it because it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't flow together. And it's pissing me off. Like, God, it makes no sense. And then he fires her. And so then he sees her out again with a note. Did we even get that far yet? Yeah, I think I'm right. Um, Yeah, he fires her. So, of course, then he sees her out again with a man. He assumes that she's like, tricking off with but it's actually her new boss he's like what do you mean your new boss nope nope no 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 my bad nope that's later on let me back back sorry so he sees her out like and she's with a guy and he just talks crazy to her like i knew you was a trifling hoe from the start like you like just saying some off the wall shit that's so random and then like there's a possibility that she could be pregnant and he tells her if she is she better get rid of it and so she finds out that she is pregnant and then she takes a few days off of work and he goes to her house to quote-unquote check on her even though he swore up and down he didn't give a fuck about her he don't want to hear like he don't want to be tied to her none of that shit and so she actually does get the abortion and then he with him showing up at her house she's crying saying you know I thought we had feelings for each other or I have feelings for you and I did what you told me to do and you know so why are you at my door And somehow, as soon as he hears that she actually had an abortion, that makes him upset and, you know, want to take care of her because he didn't think that she would actually do it. And so now this somehow brings them closer together and they decide to be in a relationship and he threatens her and says, you know, you better not play with me. You better not hurt me you know, uh, if I let you in, you better be for real, and all this stuff, and lo and behold, he's the one to hurt her, it's like, nigga, you've been hurting her since y'all got together, all this hooping and hollering that you've been doing for no damn reason, and then his, this is the part I really didn't get, it was his birthday, right, like, she went all out for his birthday, and He's like, you know, how did you afford these gifts? This motherfucker took out a loan to make his birthday a nice birthday because she don't have the type of money that he has. And so she met his mama like the mama love her. Everything was great. And um, they both yell out her name like promise. And she takes off st- take takes off running upstairs like crying like I just wanted you to have a nice birthday and I don't have the type of money that you have I have to pay for my house and I just it's like girl you literally make no fucking sense and so then 
It's like right after his birthday, you know, everything was great. Oh, motherfucker. That's what happened. That is what fucking happened. Um, lo and behold, not lo and behold, the reason he created this club, you know, he does this all the time. Um, he goes to a different state, opens up a club, has sex with the woman that he has running the club like the manager like makes a woman the manager you know start having sex with her make her feel like they're in a relationship and then he leaves but you know like he'll fly to that state have sex with them and then fly off somewhere else so you know just to keep them on the hook long enough and they had a fight about that but they got back together whoop-de-whoop whatever um because it was just like chat because Robert Robert was the actual manager because you know Promise only does the financials but he just said it so casually one day like you know this is what he does right and she was like you know what are you talking about and he was like you know and like breaks it down for her and she was looking at him and then he's like you didn't know it's like no nigga when I asked you the first time like what are you talking about you could tell that I didn't know nothing about it Um, but anywho then like one day his ex pops up just randomly and it's just like what the fuck is going on here and this is the same ex that you know makes him have a chip on his shoulder and be rude to all women to call them bitches hoes and gold diggers um so it's just like how this bitch pop back up and at first you know promises trying to get her in her place but hurricane it's like um no actually you're fired turn in your key um I don't want to see you anymore and all this type of shit and they had just been trying to get her pregnant again because um you know she aborted the last baby so now that they were in this relationship they were trying to make another baby and so you know she is actually pregnant but I don't think she took she did not tell him yet, duh. And so he had a gift for her, like a bracelet, but the ex took that. I'm like, man, what the fuck? So she's cussing him out, like while they at the top of the stairs, and she's like hitting on him, but he grabs her arms and tells her, you know, don't put your hands on me, whoop do whatever. And as he's letting her go, you would think that he pushed her down the stairs because she goes tumbling down the stairs. And Hurricane doesn't go to check on her at all. He just walks back into his office with the ex. Well, he's like through the ex in the office, but he walks back in the office and closed the door. It's like, you ain't gonna go check on her. None of that. And then let's tie back over to Shanice and Reggie. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning I don't understand why y'all don't put trigger warnings at the beginning of y'all books either to warn people what they may read or see because you do have victims who like to read and who may be triggered by this information or by these words that they are about to read so once again trigger warning of sexual assault so If you do not want to hear about this, 
please cut the episode off now because that is the rest of the episode. So Reggie is going into business with Hurricane. Um, oh, also Reggie has like a laundromat that was set on fire. People died on the inside. Um, and Hurricane has another guy that he was working with. But Reggie warned Hurricane, like, you know, you're working with a snake, so you might want to look into that or, like, get rid of him or something like that. But anyway, Shanice gets into the car with a man who pulls up and says, you know, Reggie sent me, so I'm here to get you. Which, it's like, if he ain't never did no shit like that before and he didn't call you and tell you that, he wants to do somebody to pick you up. Why would you just freely get into the car? But anyway, while she's in the back of the car, she gets a call from Reggie, like, you know, where are you? And so she tells him, like, you know, I'm with the guy that you're saying. She's like, uh, he tells her, I did not send that person. You know, you need to get out of that car. But it's like, of course, if a nigga is going to kidnap you, the fucking door will not open. It's a child lock. And so the driver is just looking at her skinning and grinning like, yeah, bitch, you finally figured it out. And so when she gets to, well, when they get to the place, the guy drags her out, drags her into the house and rapes her, which did not need to happen. It was so unnecessary. And it's the casual way that it's talked about and described that just really turned my stomach. Because it's like, why... Why did this pregnant woman have to be raped? And then I'm like, then you go into how she was raped not only once, but twice. And in her vagina and in her asshole. And it's just like, could you, can you please? But of course not. Like, what, what is a book without rape? I don't understand. It's like, if you get with a drug dealer, you're going to be kidnapped and you're going to be raped because you are involved with a drug dealer. There are so many books that I have read, and I think this is going to be my last time talking about this, like, where that is a part of the story. Like, and it has been for some people, but just because niggas sell drugs don't automatically mean that their woman is going to get raped, and I wish y'all would stop. The shit, I don't know. And I know it's like, it's urban fiction, girl, like, relax, but... I've said many times, I read books to escape thoughts. I don't need to read this shit, man. (laughs) Like, I just want to read about arguments and making up. Like, all this other shit is so unnecessary. But I just... I don't... Yeah, I don't see myself reading the other... I... Because when I see it's a series, I download all of them. So if I like it, you know, it's just going to flow. So when I'm done, I already got the other one in my library. We can keep it going. So the way this one stops is because, you know, they got her to the hospital. And he, Reggie, being he, asked her, you know, who did this to you? And before she passed out, all she said was hurricane. And so... Of course, he's pissed, like, the motherfucker I'm going into business with. And so he pulls up on Hurricane at the at the club and shoots him twice in the chest. And that's how the story ends. And I was already, like, over it, but I tried. I was like, you know, I've committed myself to this, so I'm going to see how it ends. And actually, I can't fucking do it. I think I got to... 
I don't even know what percentage it is in in the book, but I know that Promise and Hurricane are still doing this back and forth thing of him swearing that he don't want the ex-girlfriend, but she's still there because she somehow kills all the women that he gets close to, although she did him dirty and he doesn't want to be back with her. She just refuses to leave him alone. And he, you know, besides going to a different state to find these women to run his club, he's also like running away from the ex at the same time. And I'm like, just kill her and deal with the consequences because that literally makes no fucking sense because she's always going to fucking find you. Um, And come to find out that Shanice did not mean that Hurricane did it. It was Hurricane's friend, the sneaky motherfucker that Reggie was telling Hurricane about. But because she passed out after she said Hurricane, you know, Reggie just went with that. And so um, Hurricane's best friend, Arnold, when he found Reggie, like he finally saw Reggie, you know, he shot Reggie. So now Reggie... um, is getting shot, and then another thing, oh, fuck these kids, man, because Shanice, like, she's just in love with the little daughter now, you know, that's her stepchild, whoop-de-whoop, whatever, I'm just like, man, what the fuck ever, fuck these kids, um, but yeah, and I know this review is terrible, and, but I just, I'm so sorry, but this is awful, it's truly awful, that's all I got, I, y'all probably ain't gonna like this one so I ain't even gonna say I hope you like it uh peace and blessings my beautiful people I'm out <laughs>